0: Today's TribCast is supported by Walmart. Walmart employs more than 16,000 veterans in Texas and will hire any honorably discharged veteran as of Memorial Day 2013. Learn more at walmartcareerswithamission.com.
1: Texas talking, y'all. What was that that you said? Texas talking, ah. Gonna hoop upside your head. Texas talking, Tell me who can
0: from behind the pine curtain this is brian hughes very thankful to be senator elect brian hughes overwhelmed that the people of northeast texas have given me this new responsibility and here's this week's tribcast thank you uh, senator elect hughes this is emily ramshaw here with the tribcast for the final week of may i'm joined by ceo evan smith hey Executive Editor Ross Ramsey. Howdy. And reporter Patrick Svitek. Hello. Uh, we are joining you the morning after Election Day, and we are here to kick off uh, a rundown of the runoffs. What were the uh, biggest surprises from Tuesday night? Or how about let's start with the single biggest surprise from Tuesday night?
2: I think Wayne Christian. I'd agree.
1: Yeah. Uh, Gary Gates, this is the Railroad Commission race on the Republican side. Gary Gates won early voting. Um, you know, pretty solidly, and it flipped on Election Day. And, you know, as Election Day results came in and the votes got counted, what looked initially like a big lead for Gary Gates um, morphed into a win for Wayne Christian.
2: In fact, it wasn't just, to my mind, it wasn't only that he had come in first in the runoff, uh, in the first round, probably prior to the runoff, Gates. Mm-hmm. Right. That is, that he went into this with the, with the first place finish on primary day. It was that he spent significantly more over the course of this campaign than— Christian did. In that respect, Gary Gates was the Uber Lyft prop one of this runoff. <laughs> he's, oh, a, he's,
1: he's getting famous as a loser. This was lose number seven. It was, it was seven. a classic Gary Gates game. And he, spent, <laughs> exactly. he spent a bazillion spent a lot of dollars. Money lost. He spent a bazillion <laughs> a dollars Gates on all his right. races. He spent a lot of money on this race. He spent a lot of money losing to Lois Cole He spent a lot of money losing to G- Glenn Hager in a Senate race and on and on like that.
0: Um, Will he run yeah. again?
2: I don't know. We've said that what? six times yeah, already. Right.
0: <laughs> the perpetual candidates. Six, no, time,
2: I mean, six times the answer's been yes. You know, the interesting dynamic, of course, I'm You know, i I'm, I'm always interested in the sort of behind-the-scenes political infighting and, like, you know, personalities and stuff because that's just fun, right? So now you'll have Wayne Christian and Ryan Sitton together on the Railroad Commission. That's true. I'm sure it's going to be all, uh, all lovey-dovey. Peaches and
1: cream. Two years ago, the Republican primary Sitton beat... Christian and, the run- and, there was the, a-
2: and and Christian had finished first in the runoff. Right, Sitten and, se- and the primary finished second. Uh, and finished second, and then in the runoff, it flipped and Sitton won and beat Christian.
1: There's been a lot of talk this year about Sitton aiding and abetting Christians. Enemies, opponents, right. Right. right? Yeah, um, maybe so, even recruiting some an, of them. An interesting
2: so. dynamic. The Railroad Commission is not, write about. is not a happy place. It just seems like Railroad Commission has never been, been a happy, a happy place. place. So that was a big surprise.
0: I thought you all were going to say the major upset in the SBOE race in uh, in <laughs> Northeast Texas.
2: Right, that Kevin with two E's, Ellis was the Kev- was the winner. Kevin
0: K E V E N. Uh, yes. Yeah. Well, you want to tell us about the outcome in that particular race?
2: Uh, the candidate who believed that the president used to be a gay prostitute to pay for his drugs lost?
0: <laughs> That's the news. <laughs> lead. There's your yes, headline. Exactly. That was, <laughs> you know, the, I think, <laughs> the headline. The, the, was the headline. AP stories
2: headline on this race was um, candidate who believes there were dinosaurs on the ark Loses, and yeah. I thought that's like saying you know President Lincoln gets blood on his hat. You've left out the most important part of the story. Yeah, <laughs> the <Yes>. gay prostitute <laughs> part kind of should be in the headline, I think. I <laughs> mean,
0: there, there was a, a pretty big assumption that she was going to win this race. I mean, she you know went into the she nearly won the pr- she plain 48. old primary. percent
1: in March. Yes, I mean right? this is
0: a case where you know maybe the media actually people actually listened to the media for once. You I think know? they
1: more likely listened to their affinity groups. You know, a lot of the tea parties in the district uh, uh, disowned her. The Republicans in the district uh, disowned her. A lot of the establishment and kind of non-establishment Republicans were like, we don't want any of this. People are just going to make fun of us and made her known. Turns out that there
2: is, in fact, an amount of shame that motivates voters. Yeah, and, and,
1: it, and based
3: on the reporting I saw, they distanced themselves from her because she was increasingly having a problem with the truth.
2: Based right, on the, right. the statements yeah, right. I saw, Not she almost had to like Obama. a as if that like, somehow was yeah, a small exactly, I was going to say it was, she
0: was saying things well, that were inaccurate, yeah. like around <laughs> numbers of substitute teachers like, and yeah, yeah, t- the gay
2: prostitute stuff. We don't care about <laughs> <So> <laughs> right. You <half> misquote <laughs> the number of substitute teachers. Well, she said half, Be half, the kid, gone. half the kids
1: in Texas public schools were special needs students.
0: Right, um, she got. That was the problem. She got, got a, right. but I'm just disappointed in her loss because she really wanted to bring cursive back. <laughs> it's All a right, lost. He hasn't seen my handwriting. It's a lost art.
2: No, so that's that was a big oh, one. And the guy, an who, the guy who beat her is a president of the Lufkin School Board. God forbid we should have an educator on the state board event <laughs> Let me no, just right. say, for dangerous dangerous. A little, right. little, too, little too qualified for the she job. She was a teacher
1: for years and years. I mean, educator, educator.
0: That's true. Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about the House incumbents we saw fail last night. There, there are a couple of... Uh, Doug of...
2: Miller got whomped.
0: Right. So tell us about that particular race. No. There's, there's, there's <laughs> a placard, on, there's a a placard <laughs> on an
1: office. Uh, Ray Sullivan uh, tweeted this morning. There's a placard on an office over at the Capitol, and the three names of House members in that office are Susan King, Doug Miller, Wayne Smith. <laughs> it's like
2: everybody all in, office in got that office last yeah. night. No, they it's were like, all in that office. That's where they work man. Yeah. No, that's like... Oh, is that right? Yeah, Together? it's like the Amityville Horror. Yeah. Oh,
1: that's terrible!
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: don't get this office; you'll exactly. lose your rent. Get out! Right. <laughs> yeah. So Wayne Smith uh, got beat by what was the final
2: Brisco, vote count? votes.
1: Twenty-three votes. Th-
3: Twenty-three votes. I, th- I, th-
2: I think Briscoe Kane beat Wayne Smith by just as many pictures of two dudes kissing <laughs> as were on that mailer.
0: <laughs> so and Wayne the Smith. The said, non-mailer you know, mailer.
3: He's,
1: he's not going to ask yeah. for a recount. He conceded and said, "I'm out of here." He
3: conceded pretty quickly last night. Uh, he came out with a statement. At Perhaps he had been preparing for this moment, right. and he said, I leave with no regrets. It
0: right. was a male or Mailer.
2: Well, <laughs> <laughs> you're just making all kinds of, aren't you? Look, uh, yeah. uh, I'm just happy to have Briscoe Kane in there because there it's are not great enough name. people with no first names in the legislature. <laughs>
0: So you know, Briscoe Cain he's, he's, He sounds like a,
2: like a tight end on Friday Night Lights, doesn't he, also? <laughs>
0: yes. Oh, so That's wh- what works. So why does Wayne Smith not challenge this? You know, he does not want to recount. They're just He finished way votes. behind
1: in round one. You know, Briscoe Kane finished way in front of him. Um, Briscoe
2: Kane, in fact, almost won this out. Yeah,
1: it's one of those races where you look at it now and you go, you know, Wayne Smith could have saved himself a lot of time and trouble if he just looked at it in March and said, ah, forget about it. I'm out of here. But, I mean, 23
0: votes or whatever it is, is nothing. You know, there are candidates with wider margins that want to recount. Is, do, is Wayne well, Smith don't want to recount. Don't so, want for instance, recount. like,
2: you know, we were talking right. before we started the tripcast today about uh, Ruben Villarreal, who is the former mayor of Rio Grande City, who lost his congressional runoff in South Texas, Republican candidate right. for Ruben Hinojosa's seat by fewer than 100 votes, but by many more than Briscoe Kane beat Wayne Smith, and he's declined to ask for runoff, right. Yeah. right?
0: Right. But Wayne Smith does not does not want.
2: No, he doesn't. Yeah, right. right. That's
0: I think I said it right the first time. Yeah, yeah,
2: time but my, yeah. my point is that there are people kind of across the board who are who are saying, you know, Vote. Different people are regarding small vote margins differently. I it's, right. it's psychology. It's I mean, just you get over to this point.
1: It... And you just go. You know, I'm either in or I'm mm-hmm. out. And it's also electronic voting. It's not like you're going to be looking at hanging chads and stuff. You're just going to yeah. push the recalculate button, and it still yeah. comes up 23.
3: <laughs> yeah, right. So, That's true.
0: Uh, and what about Doug Miller?
1: Uh,
3: he
2: just got beat. Um, he, was, he was
3: behind all night. He was like he, down by 20, 15, 20 points all did, night. And he yeah. was?
2: Uh, uh, did he? Where was he in the first round?
1: He finished uh, first in the first round. He did. The only the only incumbent that went into a runoff that finished second in the first round was Wayne Smith.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And Susan King finished first in the first round. And got won And got whooped totally. in the second round.
1: Right. The last time I looked, I have to go back and check this. The last time I looked, the only county she won in in that huge district was uh, Taylor, her, home, her home, county. home county. county. Home county it right. goes Abilene. from Abilene over to Colleen, over right. to Gillespie County, and then back up to
2: Abilene. It's a giant district. So, you know, the grassroots is claiming that last night was a great night for them, that they beat a Strauss chairman in... Doug Miller. Two chairmen. Yeah. And Susan, well, they're claiming Susan King, right? I guess who was mm-hmm. the Strauss chairman, in, right. in, in, indeed. Mm-hmm. Although, the, it's interesting, the grassroots now is, it, the, it was kind of a never-dawn movement right. for a while. And they've suddenly now, they've made a decision apparently in the runoff that Buckingham was the better of the two candidates. Right. But the, let, let's be clear, this was not a case of a grassroots favorite candidate versus a Strauss candidate. For a very long time during this race, you asked the grassroots, well, who do you like, Buckingham or... King, and the answer was neither. Is this right, SC twenty-four. Right. This is in the yeah. Senate race,
0: right? I mean, um, Susan King was seen as somebody who was sort of has played way too close to moderate on women's health issues. Don, but she's painted yeah. Don Buckingham as someone who was sort of you know uh, a uh, a suburbanite who was not you know particularly. And some
2: of Buckingham's mm-hmm. opponents in that first round yeah. painted Buckingham and up, up
3: until mom. the end. I believe Empower Texans, the big group did not even endorse him. They chose not to endorse in that race, but was telling their supporters, you need to look into Susan King's terrible record. So Both of them both of them have been
1: pretty active at the Texas Medical Association. Uh, Susan King is a nurse. Her husband is a doctor and the former the president, president of the president TMA. Don Buckingham has been on some things over there. It's the kind of institutional background that a lot of the... The conservative groups don't like.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Both candidates have. And,
2: and you know, so, so now you end up with Hughes and Buckingham, oh, Brian Hughes and and, and Don Buckingham in right. the Senate replacing Fraser and Eltife. And I thought, you know, uh, Mr. Svitek uh, tweeted something to the effect that uh, the Senate moved a little farther to the right. Sure. Right. Yeah, I don't know, I know if I, think, I tweeted I think, that, but it's a tr- well. But I think <laughs> yeah. that's. I think that <laughs> he that's might unden- as well have. He does <laughs> a lot of tweeting. I, I believe he did. Right. that But I think that's undeniable.
0: Yep. I think
1: it's more the case in in the first Senate district. Um, L-Type has been a thorn in the side to some extent of Dan Patrick and some others.
2: L-Type was the only senator not to sign the letter opposing the Obama bathroom policy this week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Right. Right.
0: So and is Brian Hughes considered a big victory for the far right over somebody like David Simpson?
1: I think either way they were going to win that race. I think they won that race in the filing. He's just and, a little yeah. more
0: predictable you know, than David Simpson. David Hughes, Simpson barely
1: yeah. got into the runoff. He, yep. he only beat Red Brown by uh, 13 votes or something like that.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, Hughes is a bit more of a garden variety, and I would even go as far as a doctrinaire, but not as a negative. Mm-hmm. Conservative. Right. Hughes is a more traditional grassroots conservative. Simpson said flies by his own set of coordinates. Get. Right. He he is a guy of real principle in that he will sometimes take stands that are opposed to the stands of his party if he believes that they advance the cause of liberty. Yeah, right? man, the marijuana legalization right.
0: lobby really uh, was dealt a big setback.
2: Well, you
1: know, Hughes told me... I saw me
3: Democrats I, last night. They were disappointed. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. Hughes, I don't know Hughes how Hughes much they Hughes told, told me fairly counts. early that he, thought, he <laughs> thought Simpson
1: was much more formidable. This is when they were still wondering if Kevin Type was going to run for re-election or not, that he thought Simpson was much more formidable before the marijuana thing, that that was, you know, that that was a uh, potentially the in the crippling deal. It was, a, you know, the the... Insurgents or whatever you want to call them would have won this either way. Both of these uh, guys were at one time opponents to Joe Strauss for the speakership. Yeah. Um, you know, they had a
2: lot in common. Uh, I mean, there were right. some differences, but... Sp- speaking would of that... Moved, spe- either would have moved the Senate to the right. So speaking of that, Strauss. So we were talking about, was this a good night right. for the grassroots, right? There were a number of races, open seats, Crownover, Otto, um, Scott Turner, in which the grassroots preferred candidate... Lost. Did not win. Right. Ernest By Bales n- Another was, narrow margin, though. But yep. narrow margin. But still, Ernest Bales won, Justin Holland won. Those were both not the grassroots preferred candidates. Right. I
0: mean it's a good ish night, but it's only a runoff. Well, there but here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing to
2: go back you know, at the at the end, math trumps everything. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So you know, remember the old Jonathan Stickland line after his first term that after the primary, they were coming I'm back bringing and bringing friends. friends. Right. Le- le- after the primary and the runoff and the likely outcomes then general election, they're coming back and bringing friend.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, how like do like be- you like friend-a. that new fiat? It's like
2: plus one. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I have heard from multiple people on the grassroots end of, of the spectrum that there may not even be a grassroots challenge to Joe Strauss. That right. they just basically have, like, looked at this and they've gone, we, what are we going to do? They don't have the numbers. They don't have the numbers. And they just realized that it would be an exercise in futility so that they're almost certainly not going to bother to mount. I mean, that would be an amazing thing if that happened, you know, yeah. for, for, from Strauss's perspective. Um, that doesn't mean that the grassroots won't be influential, that there won't be a conservative caucus that will try to push these guys on a lot of issues. But, you know... The, if you like the legislature last time, you're going to love it this time. Because right. in the end, it's not going to be vastly different from a leadership standpoint or from a membership standpoint. Right. Well, some was personality. Yeah.
3: One, one thing that I was curious about looking at the results last night was which one of these races, and I'd be curious on your guys' opinions, was was a race that the grassroots prioritized or that the grassroots, whatever we want to call it, the conservative activist class or whatever, what did they get really excited about last night?
0: I mean, I think they were pretty excited about the Brian Hughes. Race? Oh,
2: they're they're off the charts about that. They it seemed like Wayne Christian. Christian yeah. maybe oh was my god, what they thrilled that. I'm excited about but, I mean, that. Were, were about. they
0: is how active were they in that race in the lead up?
3: I mean, they just, it just didn't seem like there weren't many existential battles that yet, were on the that's ballot last night.
0: Kind of how I feel too. But I think again, you have that in the runoff. I mean, we have a, a, a Facebook viewer, Lance King, who asks any thoughts on the continued trend of abysmal voter turnout in Texas. Yeah, well, we saw. Su- 500, yeah, 566,000
1: people voted in the two primaries. That's pretty normal when you don't have a giant contest. You know, the Republicans in 2012 and in 2014 had these big, noisy, expensive, well-advertised runoffs. Uh, One, David Dewhurst and uh, Ted Cruz, the other one.
0: What were the numbers uh, on that? That was like more than double, right?
1: Yeah, it was, you know, that was like 1.1 million. The other one was approaching, you know, around 750,000 and it was um, Dewhurst against Patrick. Mm -hmm. Um, But the normal numbers in runoffs primaries, are about where they were last night. Five hundred sixty-six thousand people voted. It's terrible. In the two primaries combined, um, it's about one of every fifty residents of mm-hmm. the state. We
2: get the government we deserve when we don't participate. Well, I, you it's know, just, I would. I, I'm sorry to bang such a, a, a boring drum on this, but I, I, it's just it's
1: horrible. I, I think people vote when it's consequential to vote, and you know, we saw that in March. You know, they thought they really had a stake and really wanted to have a say in the presidential race. A lot of people wow. showed up. Turnout mm-hmm. was pretty good. Mm -hmm. Um, You could tell in that race that people were only interested, or a lot of people were only interested in that because 4.3 million people, give or take, voted in those two primaries. A million of those people didn't vote for Congress in March. They they just voted for president and walked out of the booth. You know, I'm done here.
0: One Um, more quick uh, question on the runoffs from Facebook. Um, Judd Beal asks, thoughts on Robertson v. Arrington. Did Robertson go too negative?
1: He did something wrong. I don't know how a Lubbock Mm -hmm. mayor
2: loses Lubbock County. Right.
3: Yeah. No. I mean, I was surprised by the the margin there, I think. Also, Arrington,
2: um, they tried to paint Arrington as too much of a moderate squish, yeah. right? Mm-hmm.
3: Well, I mean, it was kind of interesting, the architecture of that, that matchup. I mean, you have two guys who you can both argue are kind of the establishment. One right. is a, you know, however many term mayor of Lubbock. He was in public life before that. Arrington worked in the in Texas Tech system. Former Bush administration officials. Mm-hmm. So right. I don't think it adhered to the typical I Had run
2: previously and know. lost for a different office. He had a little bit of Gary exactly. Gates to him.
3: Exactly. Right. And so
1: mm-hmm.
3: I, I think there was That's a little hard. <laughs> a
2: little
1: yeah.
3: yeah. Um, so I was a little surprised by that. But I think in terms of evaluating the dynamics of that that runoff, it was interesting to see how they they both could have been you know painted as establishment. Mm-hmm. Um, and Robertson's main line of attack on on Arrington, from what I saw, was that he was, you know, a, a D.C. insider or something like that, um, even though, you know, Robertson certainly has had his time in elected
2: life, right. it seems. Mm-hmm. Right. Can I, can, before we go on, can I ask about one other thing?
0: <laughs> you can do whatever you Thank want.
2: You. What What do you got to do to get beat as an incumbent? How does Ron Reynolds end up winning his primary?
1: Yeah,
0: Ron
2: yes. Reynolds... Um, <laughs>
0: He's like the Energizer Bunny. Well, he did... He
2: did you know, if too, the Energizer Bunny was at risk of losing his law license... The Energizer Bunny
1: gets convicted of felony battery and is on appeal so you know the, that the best success was malpractice best best defense there is that yes i have been convicted of a felony but it's on appeal mm. the second thing was he got uh, he got sued by someone whose daughter was killed in a car accident um He had represented this woman in court, won a settlement, gave some of it to her ex-husband, kept the rest for himself, and she got nothing. Mm -hmm. The court it was something like a $170,000 settlement. The court said, why don't you pay her $540,000? And that one is the one that got him disbarred. So the state bar has taken away his um, license and is investigating. I can't remember the exact terminology for this thing. All of the things that you would want to have happen to your opponent if you were in a political race, and Angelique Bartholomew didn't capitalize on mm-hmm. it. And, and the Democrats
3: tried. I mean, they tried with uh, Bartholomew. I mean, Annie's List aggressively supported her. The Mostins, I believe they gave money to Annie's List, right. and uh, they gave money— if not the Annie's list to her campaign, um, so I think you right. know there was an actual effort to to get him out of there. It I think is
0: amazing the cases in which incumbents lose their jobs, and the cases in which well, incumbents don't. The, road,
1: the roadmap here: if the Democrats had done to Reynolds what the Republicans did to Bruner, Reynolds right. wouldn't be coming back to the Texas Legislature.
0: Well, I guess a felony is better than the things that Bruner said. So. Yeah, losing your
2: law license—that's not a problem. But being a Strauss chairman—that's
0: a big good one. day, sir. Yep,
2: Right. Uh, That's it. Well, just a reminder to our
0: Facebook audience that we are taking live questions. So shoot them our way. Uh, meanwhile, I want to talk about a particular kind of star test. And that question is, uh, how badly do you have to botch a sexual assault investigation on your campus to lose your job as a president of Baylor? Wah, wah. <laughs> That's a good line. Good joke. <laughs> Thanks, Russ. It was just for you. Uh, apparently, uh, so, yeah. You know, uh, what the heck? Does he have a job or not have a job, Ken Starr?
1: Nobody knows. This is no this one, is one. No of one the, knows. You know, this is like Baylor University has decided to um, conduct a budget public opinion poll, in which they say the regents have met. They have talked about this giant mess, which we will not describe completely in detail. Thirty and, some regions, and, right? Don't
0: they have a huge board?
1: And one job that might be on the line is Ken Starr's as chancellor and president of Baylor. Another one that might be is the athletic director, and the final one. Who might be on the line is um, the football coach. Oh, so
2: his job is on the line. Well, I mean, you watch the, the
1: next. Day. So they said, no. you know, th- there was this big story yesterday. Chip Brown had a thing on. Is, forgive me, Horns Digest. Hookem hook News. Some kind of some kind
0: of some
2: paywall crap.
1: Forgive me, forgive me. <laughs> yeah, some but Chip Brown
0: crap. breaks this nice. story.
1: So he breaks the story and says, you know, the Regents. You know, he's got sources saying the Regents are firing Star. The school comes out with this fired. odd— yeah. Horns Digest, that's yes. what it's called, right? Horns Digest. This comes out with this um, odd statement that basically says he's still the chancellor and president. We will have an announcement on, on June, June 3rd. 3rd. So between and we now, don't the,
0: respond to rumors and innuendo. Right. Which, well,
1: for 10 days anyway. For 10
0: days. Right. So for
1: 10 days, you know, they get to listen to the world. This is actually, you know, sort of in some ways kind of an interesting exercise. They get to listen to the world sort of chew this up and spit it out. For 10 days and then they come out on June 3rd and say well we've been listening to you and here's the announcement.
0: I mean, whatever does this—whatever ends up happening here—I mean, Chip is reporting that the decision has already been made. So did a, a Waco-area TV station. But, I mean, whatever happens here, doesn't this, you know, dramatically taint the legacy of— I mean, to be honest, people who have arguably done more for Baylor in the last <laughs> several years— I mean, you know, Baylor's academic ratings are way up in the U.S. News & World Report, their they football team. They should be team. sailing. They, this,
2: this school should be sailing. Right. I mean— and, they, uh, and they've just raised
0: a ton of money. They just right. built, what, a $266 million stadium? I mean right. you know star until <laughs> recently right. yeah, yeah until recently star was like you know beloved around there so so what has gone so awry
2: well and, and are they is this the wrong response if you know the problem well, that is being reacted to by the regions here late or not is not an illegitimate issue. The sexual assault allegations are serious. And well, the concerns I think they are, they are late, and the, it's a terribly serious but the, mm-hmm. but the question, I mean, yes, of course. I'm just saying put all that over here right. for one second. Yeah. The, the issue that is, is, is bubbling up from this is, is getting rid of the president the right response. Why are we not getting rid of the football coach? And the fact that the answer is this is Texas is not adequate. No,
0: I mean, the answer, I think, is universities have a responsibility to conduct thorough investigations into sexual assault allegations on campus. And the burden of proof for universities to punish students is a lot lower than it is in a court. Do we know that
2: Starr did not? I mean, no one has seen this. No one has seen the report. Right. Well, the I obligation. think what we
0: know for a fact is that these students were not punished on campus and they were clearly punished in a court of law. So that raises to me, you know, again, when the burden of proof is higher in a court of law.
2: I want to know, though, why Art Bryles is not more at risk than he, well, he, he is. Well, he probably is at risk because this yeah. is going
1: to twist in the wind for 10 days. I think right. that's, what's, that's what's sort of interesting about this. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're going to have to show, A, we have a clean sports program. That's mm-hmm. going to be an uphill battle. They're going to have to show, B... Our students are safe on campus from predators we have brought on campus. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, a back issue here and, you know, the latest, you know, news from the weird news vortex of Waco, Texas, is going to be what happens to a police chief who's all tangled up in this. I hid these reports in somebody's office on the sexual assaults. And we've got this Twin Peaks thing with the bikers. Mm -hmm. Um, You know,
2: they've got (laughs) a lot of things to unwrap
1: here.
0: Yeah. Right. I mean,
2: nostalgia for the days of David Koresh.
0: How, oh right, exactly.
2: <laughs> back That's when Exactly. Like back when Waco was more simple. Right.
0: How how does Ken Starr have a career <laughs> yeah. where he keeps getting tangled up in things that involve sex scandals or sexual assault? He's actually I
2: mean, had a pretty successful career since the see, Clinton stuff.
0: Yeah, but, man, the top up two and things on this. had a Baylor. I mean,
2: Law you know. School, right, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, and some of this may be, you know, I mean, this may be, you know, it all goes to the top, right? I mean, it lands on the president's desk. But, I mean, the, the reason we're talking about a football coach is it looks like it started on his desk. Mm-hmm. And, you right. know, st- stars taking the blame to some extent here for Bryles. And it, you've got a question here of, you know, what's, it, what's most important at Baylor, right. academics or football? I think we know the answer.
0: Well, we had a situation where after all these years of not great success, suddenly this football team was, you know, rocking and rolling. And then right. I think a lot of things get overlooked in the process. Right. But... Uh, all right, well, let's talk about the other star test. Uh, we have a whole bunch of pissed-off parents in Texas who have now filed a lawsuit against the state. Who can tell us what's going on there?
2: Uh, there were glitches. Uh, it, it, is, it is said that the Gl- vendor Glitches is, were made. Glitches <laughs> were made. It's said that the vendor uh, is responsible—we have a new vendor for the star test this year— and that the vendor is responsible, it is, it is said or it is thought, for the uh, poor execution administration of this test— And a certain number, a finite number, and a percentage that is fairly small of the overall total of these tests are invalid, according to news reports. But this gives absolute fuel to the argument that standardized tests and accountability and assessment and all that should be upturned in the state of Texas. When I interviewed Commissioner Morath last week, he seemed to not be at all receptive to the argument that we need to throw out the baby with the bathwater on accountability and testing. But the parents, not surprisingly, who with their pitchforks and torches got the legislature to reduce the number of standardized tests down from 15 to five several sessions ago, see an opportunity again now to finish the job. It's the old line, everybody
1: wants to go to heaven, nobody wants to die. Nobody wants to wants die. You've got to die. You take a test to find out if the schools yeah. are any good and somebody's going to
2: flunk it if it's a decent test. And, and, look, and, and
1: you, can't, you can't come whining to the legislature every time your kid
2: can't pass a test. One of, the thing about the, one of the things about the standardized test issue in the previous iteration of it when they took the number of tests down 15 to 5 is that it was one of the rare bipartisan issues in very right. partisan Texas. Mm-hmm. You had red communities and blue communities, you had red parents and you had blue parents, and therefore you had red legislators and blue legislators who were aligned on this issue. Now remember, you moderated the one and only general election debate for Lieutenant Governor in 2014, in which I very clearly remember both Letitia Vanderpute and the current Lieutenant Governor, Dan Patrick, saying, we think that five is actually still too many. Mm -hmm. Right. Because they were
1: hearing from their voters. And, you know, I mean, politicians, whatever you think of them, are responsive. And their yeah. voters were saying, you know, this is terrible. This is terrible. You know, the next thing, you know, the next cycle, the way they, they got to all these tests was all the voters saying, how come the schools aren't any good? Mm-hmm.
2: They're not going to have agreement going into the next session on school finance. Right. They're not going to have agreement going into the next session on school choice. Again, come back to my earlier comment about if you like the last legislature, wait until you right. see this one. Jimmy Don Aycock may no longer be the chair of public education in the 85th session, but I guarantee you Joe Strauss is not going to appoint a pro-school choice chairman of public education. He's not. Right. Mm-hmm. You're gonna end up with a similar situation next session as you had this. You're gonna have the Senate pass school choice. Yeah. It's gonna come yeah. over and die in the, house. in the house. It's gonna die up in the house. So if you can't agree on school finance, can't agree on school choice, what can you agree on? I believe there would be some kind of broad agreement about we still have work to do on accountability of assessment. Mm-hmm. That's my, my belief.
0: All right, I'm gonna give you guys a pop quiz. <laughs> can't Great. Worry. You have to tell me who Mark said-, Cuban said it or? <laughs> Who said the following line? Oh. Donald Trump or Mark Cuban? Oh, you are yeah. doing this. Yep. I think Ted Cruz is the absolutely worst politician in Texas.
1: That's Mark Cuban. That's Mark Cuban.
3: There's a little too much detail there. I I think that I'm going to say
0: that that's Donald Trump. It's Mark Cuban. Yeah, all right, fine. All right, one more. If you're starting a business and you take out a loan, you're a moron.
2: I think that's Donald Trump. I say Trump.
1: He's borrowed so much money. (laughs) I'm going with Cuban.
0: It's Cuban. Oh. The only one who's two for two, <laughs> Ross Ramsey.
2: Like everybody in journalism these days, my answer to anything <laughs> I'm asked is it's Donald wrong. Trump. Oh, <laughs> right, <okay.
1: laughs> yeah. Which one of these has
2: done more loan workouts, <laughs> Donald Trump or Mark Cuban?
0: <laughs> yeah, right. All right, so those questions are from a quiz we produced this week looking at uh, Mark Cuban who has said what about his political aspirations?
1: I'd be vice president for anybody if they would just <laughs> listen to
0: me. Yeah,
2: right. <laughs> That's the summation, right?
0: Basically, he yes. basically. What, adva-
2: what advantage would anybody get having him as their vice president
0: well what advantage would anybody get is with Donald Trump as their president <laughs> I mean stranger things have happened
2: yeah I mean if we're if we're gonna
1: go to a new pool of prospects for political leadership yeah. you know I mean that you know that's the broad Let's question here. don't well I mean you know this is this is in another era this was Ross Perot. What are we doing with a business guy in here? I mean, you know, this this happens from time to time.
2: I think there's yeah. some great uh,
0: candidates on Real Housewives of Atlanta.
2: <laughs> uh, I'm a big fan of Manit Chuhan on Chopped, yeah, actually. Q- One of the CHOP Q- judges. Cuban's She'd name be my, came my up. secretary of defense. Right. How about that?
0: Cuban's Good.
1: name came up. It's so, it's kinda like the process it's kinda like the way some people analyze this, is the ratings for our reality show are lagging a little bit now that we're out of the primaries. Who what new character could we throw on to the show? To boost the ratings back up, and, and that's where you get a name like Mark Cuban. Yeah,
3: you have all these, these rich guys now and, and, and billionaires and businessmen who are looking at Trump's rise and thinking, you know, why not me? I think right. it's a pretty simple— <laughs> It's the old formula of <laughs> at money least in equals— in terms of the attention they're getting it's well, a simple I mean, calculus. You know, he... Money equals perceived IQ. Yeah, huh? all
0: you have to do is be sort of bombastic and outlandish, and there's an opportunity for you, right? Isn't it right. possible
2: that if someone's going to be <laughs> Everything's behind— Everything's possible. <laughs> them, isn't it possible that if someone's going to be behind the wheel of a car— it would be nice if they knew how to drive. I mean, I, I'm, I'm I think it's I'm very sorry. late for that question. I, I'm <laughs> sorry. You know, this gets back to the conversation over the last number of years about citizen journalism. You know, let's just let anybody with a microphone and a or tape recorder be a journalist and my response is when I go into a restaurant and I order a dinner it'd be nice if the person in the kitchen cooking it actually knew what the fuck we were doing <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> I don't want some person on the street cooking my meal
0: the thing is what we now know from voters is that they want somebody with you know huge name ID and you know maybe not Washington experience
1: well they're also looking at a thing where they're saying mm-hmm. look it's all these it. experts mm-hmm. all these quote unquote people who supposedly know how to cook or steer or whatever your metaphor right. is don't it doesn't work. Try something else. You Let's throw what? somebody else in there who knows what, who, who maybe would, would bounce this the thing. Food, I think that's the, the whole Food Bernie
2: only story. sucks until somebody who doesn't know how to cook poisons you. Mm-hmm. Okay? Right. I'd rather have crappy food cooked by somebody who oh, knew how to eat. You're <laughs> yeah.
0: vegan, so, I mean, <laughs> that.
2: You've given up on food.
0: Yeah. Well, I think, can't we all agree that it would be great if the Mavericks were America's team?
2: Dirk Nowitzki for Secretary no. of Education. <laughs> yeah, right. No, right? they're not even Texas' team. Honestly, I'd but rather have – give me Popovich. Where's Popovich? I guess Clinton so. Popovich, 2016.
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, well, if you would like to recommend a possible vice presidential or presidential candidate – Sports figure or not – sports figure or not, you can email them to Tribcast at Texastribune.org. You can also sign up for Tribcast Alerts at Texas slash Tribcast. Thanks to Shiny Ribs for doing our music. And on behalf of Evan, Ross, Patrick, our producers Todd and Rodney, this is Emily. Thanks for listening. Texas talking. Texas talking. Texas talking.
1: Texas talking. There's a thing that floats around periodically on the internet from Kurt Vonnegut's class that says keep your papers down to 40 pages each. There's 20 of you, and any more than that would kill me.
2: Apparently, it did kill me.